Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television, the CMO Insight Series. I'm your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today as our guest, we have Thomas Bean, who is Chief Marketing Officer at Tipco. Thomas, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jeff. Hi, everyone. Very happy to be here. Thanks for the opportunity. Very happy to have you. Um, Tipco has been very busy uh, over the last year. Acquisitions, growth. Uh, tell us about it. Yeah, no, we've been very busy indeed. We uh, acquisition strategy was intense, so to speak, but always very focused on the strategy. We have our mission uh, that we set for ourselves is really to provide a leading platform for digital businesses, and we're looking at ways to actually complete this platform and provide the best experience to our customers. So sometimes we develop it ourselves. We have fairly important launches too, and we're also happy to onboard great capacities. Um, the, some of the last acquisitions we made actually were fascinating on the marketing side because they opened us to new audiences such as data scientists or business users such as marketing users. So a very exciting time where we have this vision and now we have the opportunity to propose it to brand new audiences. It's, it's very exciting. So I, I, you know, I get every week I get a chance to talk to a lot of marketing executives. There's a lot of challenges that everyone's facing. Three that keep seeming to bubble up to the top are uh, driving towards digital transformation, getting more customer centric, and continuing to evolve marketing to be, uh, I guess, business accountable, uh, if that's the right term for it. So within those three, how would you define those at Tipco and are you facing any of them yourself? I was actually listening to you, and it's a very good description of the uh, the journey that we took over the last uh, the last four years. We started really by making the business uh, more accountable, and we had to uh, the, the marketing more accountable in the business. Sorry, and we it started with really building the abilities to measure what we're doing, understand, and and how can we improve it. So having access to the data, uh, listening to best practices in the industry, uh, uh, applying them but also keeping our eyes on what the business needs, which in our case is revenue and adoption of new customers. So it's really having the ability to measure, then setting the right objectives. And the way we measure our contribution is not pipeline, it's actually the revenue that we originate or influence. And that's something that we've ingrained in the culture within, uh, within marketing. That's what makes us an integral part of the, of the business. The second aspect is indeed the customer orientation. We're a company that has been around for 21 years. Um, the company founded by engineers and sales, and it's great, it took us to $1 billion, but what marketing brings now to the equation is really this notion of not only focusing on what we provide that would eventually be interesting to our audience, it's really focusing on our audience, determining what the best audience is for us, and catering what this audience needs in terms of use cases, in terms of content, and making that audience educated and successful. So we've had to build some of the processes, some of the tools also, to address this. And then that's when digital transformation comes into play, because if you combine those two aspects, of course you need to build, you need to contribute to the experience, the digital experience that the company is, is providing. So that's why we've not only evolved what we do with digital marketing, uh, which is to, well, digital marketing four years ago was basically a few emails and a webinar. Yeah. So we have, we've gone a long way since. Then you were digital, right? <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. But what's been fascinating is that digital, uh, digital also brings businesses with a huge opportunity to understand way more about their context. I'm as fascinated about our ability to pave the right experience um, for our customers as I am by the visibility we get on them. Those customers trust us. 
They give us some data, so of course we need to be responsible with it, but that allows us to then use this data, this intelligence, to provide the right experience. We can understand what their intent is, what they want to learn, or what they want to achieve, and then we can use this to build the experience and even make the experience compelling. We don't have to show all the signs the same nurture. We know they've consumed that content, we get to the next one, we take them on the, on the path. So that's on the marketing side, but very, very quickly as the company also is evolving in terms of providing more cloud products and providing, as I mentioned, products to and capabilities to new audiences, we realized we had a huge opportunity to blend marketing within the product, blend marketing within customer success. So we became less of a silo within the organization, which is all awareness and dimension, but we really have a vision where we're more of a transverse partner that works within the overall experience. Very often we're going to start the experience, but we're going to pass the baton to sales, to PSG, to customer success with not only good discussions that we've started and relevant ones, but also a lot of intelligence. Here's what the customer has done before. Here's what we've learned about the customer. And I think that contributes uh, both to the focus on the customer, but it's one of the huge opportunity that we have with general transformation. So we started uh, in a bit, we were very focused on marketing, but very quickly we realized the opportunity we had to work with way more of the of the company to deliver this one experience our customers wants to have. So it's, it sounds like it's really changed the role of marketing within the company. Um, so you mentioned being measured on revenue, which is awesome. Many most successful marketing executives today are. But when you get into areas like digital transformation or customer centricity, how do you measure that exactly at TIPCO? What are some of the things that you're doing? So um, the, the measure, well, it's just a contribution once again to uh, the, uh, not directly to the revenue, but of course we have all sets of metrics that lead to, uh, to, to revenue. Revenue can come from multiple ways. With the opportunities that we have coming from acquisitions and such, we're very focused on also onboarding new logos. Uh, Tipco has been fortunate to have many very loyal customers and it's a great business and we provide a lot of value to them. Uh, but at the same time, the huge opportunity we have is to make sure that we land new accounts. We actually gonna evangelize, gonna educate new accounts and they're gonna land and use maybe just the analytics part and then discover that the whole platform they can, they can leverage. So we're very focused on indeed and we're measuring how, well, first of all, which of those audiences we should address because the one thing that we don't want to do is boil the ocean. So we're making choices where we can be uh, successful and we have to use data for this. And we're measuring how we engage with those uh, audiences and how they, how they convert. So starting from the objective, we kind of look at the whole contribution model and it's, it's beyond pipeline. It's also the experience, the web traffic and such and making choices actually in agreement with our sales partners where can we deliver most value? Where can we be most relevant? Uh, the data that I mentioned can help us make those choices. And then we have a joint strategy. Basically, it, it becomes the foundation for the go-to-market. And we're tracking it every step of the way. And we're really looking at it as a continuum. It starts from the initial touch points and it ends up with uh, a contract. And beyond the contract, actually, the customer becoming successful. The go-live is just as interesting. Uh, and it's funny because one of the things that we've done, which I think is, is interesting, is all of this intelligence that I mentioned now, we are providing it even to our sales colleagues. Now, they can have a view through our analytics on their accounts, which are the touch points, which are the people who are interested in that topic, which really feed into the strategy they can have to serve those accounts in an even, in an even better way. So that's where we're accountable, not only in how we contribute from end to end, 
but also how we support the other aspect of what is strategically, traditionally sort of considered as being after marketing and marketing involvement. So it's a, it's a whole set of metrics. Well, now we're working closely with also other parts of the organization about customer health. Really have this 360 view of, uh, of customers, not quite real time, but enough so that we can adapt the strategy, identify issues or opportunities. I love that. So along the way, uh, in each of those three areas, did you encounter any barriers or and or accelerants that that drove the change? Uh, yeah, I, I would say that uh, first, uh, for, the first barrier actually was was culture uh, within marketing and outside of marketing. Uh, within marketing, I think traditionally some marketing organizations are always accepted to have very set of skills. But what's been interesting is we really get them to work together. Having in mind things such as the experience, having in mind things such as, hey, we all need to have the same view of the customer. And this is where you need to connect the dots between digital that has a lot of data and product marketing, we're supposed to have all of this knowledge. So when you connect those dots, you have a very different perspective. But sometimes you need to break some walls to make those people realize they're talking about the same thing and we, everybody works together, we're richer, and we actually can make uh, better decisions. So the culture was indeed um, uh, one barrier that we have to, to deal with. And you cannot design a culture, you can inspire a culture. So it's education, it's showing examples, it's getting other people to talk to us, looking at what our peers and partners are doing. Outside of marketing, the culture was also interesting. As I mentioned, the history of the company and it, which is glorious, is really about sales and engineers, and and we need to get a seat at the table. So it also you need to earn that trust. You need to earn that that seat at the table by showing the value, educating, getting your champions, so to speak. People understand the value. Kind of selling marketing within the organization, which has been interesting, and I think we've done a within uh, the team has done a good job at it. So that culture aspect has been one. The other barrier, and what I'm going to say is maybe a little bit controversial, is technology itself. Marketing has discovered technology. Marketing is great because it's a little bit of art, a little bit of math, a little bit of technology, all of this mix. It's, it's great. Uh, at the same time, the way technology is, is, is used, very often people are completing a set marketing stack, but it's really about connecting it, and it requires some, some skill and, some, and approach uh, that was a bit that was a bit different. So we actually onboarded uh, a person who almost had the role of marketing CTO, and whose role was really to look at how you can actually connect those dots. The value of a great platform like Marketo and and even Salesforce and such, which is kind of the foundation or local for for most people, there are like hundreds of vendors who are going to tell you, oh, you need my technology in addition. But it's really the platform that you're going to build. You're going to assemble that that matters. And this is why we were very, very focused on two things we had in mind, this notion of customer experience and the intelligence that we wanted to build so that we could then make the choices about the right technology and really having them connected to feed both of those, um, those elements. And at first, when I hired that person and we started to do our projects, even our colleagues on the products were like, wait, what are you doing? I mean, that should be IT or something. But we work very well with IT, but this is where we had to bring on some of those skills, have a little bit of a forward-looking approach, almost a roadmap um, to, uh, to do this. And then we also have to learn a few tricks along the way. Like you're not going to have the vision right away. You need to test, especially in marketing. I mean, we talk about A-B testing, but that logic applies to most of what we do. Your message, your marketing stack. 
So also bringing that culture of doing quick implementations, doing quick projects on the scope you maintain, you know well, you, you manage well, and when there's value, you can scale it. When it doesn't work, it with Brian. That that also uh, some of the things that we had to uh, we had to implement, and actually that was very useful because the last barrier that we had is also the fact that I often say that as a CMO I get the easiest job in the world because I'm surrounded by four thousand marketing experts who will tell me how to do the website or how to do this and that. That there's that expectation of uh, that everybody knows marketing. So when you come with new ideas, you need to earn the trust of your board of you of your CEO and, and once we put in place that process and we started to show the impact in, in, tangible, in a tangible way that on the metrics, then we had uh, earned that trust which then they don't expect us to be innovating all the time, but at least when we come with a proposal, they know that we've tested it, we know, they know that we've validated it and there's way more um, trust. So one thing I'm curious about, so it sounds like you've put in a pretty good regimented approach over the last few years. How does that apply to the acquisitions? Because with the pace and, and the rate of some of the businesses you've been acquiring, that brings in its own change of personnel, integrating brands, products, new strategic packaging, um, you know, and then they haven't been exposed to your culture yet, so it's getting them all onboarded. So kind of walk us through that. How are you then taking this model and the system and everything you've been doing for the last few years and then kind of move over and, and put your arms around these companies that are coming on board? Absolutely, that, that, that is absolutely a, a great question because that's where maybe one of the areas where we've learned most. Uh, at the first acquisitions that we've made, uh, we were, I think, very, very cautious. Like, okay, well, let's keep the rent as is and let's keep them there on the side. Let's not break anything. But you, you're kind of preventing yourself from, from getting economies of scale, such which are anyhow mostly part of most of the acquisition model. So we actually establish a set of best practices in terms of how we're going to manage the brand because the acquisition is good news, there's a reason why you made the acquisition. So even in terms of communication, the audience expects you to have some kind of integration quickly on the, uh, on the brand side. Enablement is a key aspect. Enablement within marketing so that we get those new marketing folks joining us, we welcome them and explain, okay, here's how we run things. And it's not like regimented, I like the word and the idea behind it, it sounds very, very military. The one thing that we do is that we enable them in what we've done, but one of the most valuable aspects that we get from acquisitions is actually also that there's something unique, that's the reason why we acquired it. There's probably unique skills and things we can learn. So we did this recent acquisition of a company called Scribe Software, which has a very indirect model with a great set of partners and also addresses a set of users, business users, which we're not the most familiar with. So this is exactly the kind of things that we want to preserve, we want to learn it, and then we work with them on how do we integrate this into our practices, into our reg regime of, uh, of running things. So as enablements, we look at what they bring at the table, we establish kind of the new regime of the, or, or the new directions, but as early as possible, there are things on which we're very diligent, which is to measure the value they contribute and align the metrics, because there's nothing worse of having, okay, here's my contribution here and there, and then it, it gets blurry. People, I mean, we were talking about the culture of how people perceive marketing. I've heard marketing spins data way too much in my career. We're using the same data as the rest of the company, and it's all real data. So aligning this data, aligning this visibility, so usually in the first three months, we try to align the systems, we do enable people on the culture, we welcome them in a proper way, we onboard them, 
we look at what they're bringing at the table, and that gives us the direction uh, to move forward. Some of the integration activities might, might take more time, but at least we have our plan set early, and we onboard them, and we're trying to make as much noise as possible also about the acquisition, because it's great news when typically two leaders uh, join, uh, join forces. Great, great stuff. Boy, Thomas, we're gonna have to bring you back for round two. <laughs> this went really fast today, but uh, very exciting to see what you guys are doing over at Tipco. So thank you for being on the program today. No, thanks for having uh, me. You bet. All right, we'll talk soon. Thanks, bye.